Hi. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of the Hash Wednesday podcast with me, comedian Catherine Maloney. And me, Minister Mary McGee. How are you? Good. What's going on? Oh my God, there's a fucking hurricane. I know. Coming right for me. This is really serious? Yeah, so, you know, there's this thing about Tampa. Knock on wood. Reprobus, please protect us and St. Christopher. There's this thing about Tampa. Every time there's a hurricane that's coming straight for us, I mean, literally, like, they're like, category four, straight up my asshole. Like, that close. (laughs) (laughs) So, every time that happens, at the last second, it pivots and it goes somewhere else and it fucking wrecks the other place like <gasps> it's happened you know uh Puna Gorda which is like Fort Myers Naples kind of area it like leveled it and it was supposed to come oh, to us my god yeah then there was another time it was supposed to go to Tampa and then at the last second it hit Orlando and the thing is everybody from Tampa went to Orlando <gasps> So then they were in a fucking hotel room, like windows being like almost shouted out. And it was just a oh fucking my nightmare. God. So that's the thing. So there's conspiracies about this. Um, two of the major ones are one that this is Native American protected tribal, like sacred ground. Mm-hmm. And there's some like thing that protects us. And the second one is that McDill Air Force Base is in Tampa and they believe that when it's coming straight for us is like a magnet thing that they mm-hmm. flip and it diverts it somewhere else. So to protect the air force base and everything. So wow. That's the word the on two, the street. That's the word on the street is those two tales of Tampa and why we believe it. <laughs> I, do, I believe both of them. So I was like, I okay, so know. now I feel better. Cause when you were, telling those horrific stories i was really getting worried about you but yeah. I, there's a giant magnet that yeah flip a switch and it, that's it. okay hopefully they split the switch they so will like, and you guys are woo! so heavily populated right now oh my god the northerners that like, just got here are i know we all went freaking. there they're freaking of course they are because this is what all their friends warned them about when they said they were moving to florida they're this like what about exactly the hurricane it. and they're like that's not gonna happen to me yeah, something about magnets. <laughs> <laughs> the Native Americans wear the magnets and the aliens. And they don't get a hurricane. Well, whatever. You're protected, okay? Yeah, we're protected by the magnets. <laughs> by the magnets and the aliens. <laughs> You're so oh, lucky. I have an idea for a new segment. Okay. It's um, how high have you ever been? And it's like we tell a story about how high we've been and how oh ridiculous it's Oh, my God. I think um, I might have told mine, or at least in part, <laughs> when I almost had to go to the hospital. <laughs> you did tell that. So <laughs> I'm, I just smoked this stuff. It's called, it's an indica blend, and it's triangle kush. It's supposed to be, like, super chill. but like that you're uplifted and like all this stuff. And usually that stuff's like bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it's like reading a horoscope. It's too broad and you could just connect to it. Be like, yeah, I totally feel like that. But I just got this 
and I was taking the dog for a walk and I swear he knows when I'm happy and he just wants <laughs> to ruin it. <laughs> like most children. Yeah, exactly. The second I'm like, oh, this feels good. He's like, wet nose on the hand, wet nose on the hand, wet nose. I'm like, God damn it. So I just got up and I was like, let me just do this and get it out of the way so I can just enjoy myself and just chill out. And so I have this little neighborhood where there's kind of like a front yard, you know, before like the, the first floor apartment. So it's got like plants and shrubbery and flowers and it's, it's unique in front of each apartment. Yeah. So I was so high that I was looking at the groups of plants and shrubbery and stuff in front of the windows. Like they were groups of people (laughs) (laughs) and I was giving them like personalities. Like there was one where they were all like light green and dark green and they were all like short and kind of wide and I just pictured them as all like old ladies and they're like hello Catherine <laughs> and I was like hi and they're like we haven't seen you did you hear about the hurricane and I'm like yeah I heard I'm gonna get some water you better get some water before they're all sold out okay that's bye. pretty high <laughs> I was like that <laughs> I can't believe you were able to walk around like that and I was like smiling. when I'm that high that's Waving. when I stay on the couch <laughs> He was wet nose. I can't open a door. (laughs) Put a leash on a dog. (laughs) See people. (laughs) They weren't people. They were the shrubs. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) That's how high I was. But I caught myself like literally grinning, like smiling. Yeah. Waving nodding <laughs> I was like I gotta get in the oh house my god <laughs> see I cannot be around people at all if I am that high because sometimes I just stop talking and I don't know that I'm not talking <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking really loud <laughs> so then I'm just like stone face staring and then I'm like wait how much time has passed <laughs> How much time has passed? And t- why is he looking at me like that? Oh my God, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I just stay on my couch. <laughs> yeah, in the couch. That's how I remember indica. That's how I explain That's what I'm smoking. People. I'm smoking indica. It's called Ice Cream Man. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. mine is Triangle Kush, and it'll have you talking to plants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should smoke that because all my plants oh. die. And I tried talking to them. I tried singing to them. I tried to like really form a relationship with this hydrangea I had. (laughs) You know, I was like, we're going to be connected. And when I'm, when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to (laughs) know. Because I'm going to look at you and you're going to be wilty. But when I'm having a good day, you're going to be in full bloom. So we're connected now. (laughs) And it died. (laughs) It fucking committed suicide. Because it couldn't take the ups and downs. (laughs) Fucking killed itself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is so funny. So that's how high I've been. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so fucking funny. I'm crying. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was like a really good start. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome Yay. to the show. Oh man. So we have been talking about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and the El Camino Breaking Bad movie that was on Netflix. So we figured why not do an entire episode that's basically dedicated to uh, Breaking (laughs) Bad and all things thereafter. Yeah, this Um, was a really good idea. The saint that Catherine came up with was Jesus Malverde. He is a Mexican folk saint. He is not ordained by the Catholic Church, but he's like a folklore saint. That statue is what you see on Hank's desk in Breaking Bad on episodes, I think, 7 and 12. Yes. He goes down to El Paso when he got that quick transfer. He was making fun of, you know, because that's Hank. He's such a dick. You know, he always has to like, like fucking with people. I know, with his weird dad jokes and everything. Like, I do like him, though. I I do have a soft spot for Hank. Of course. I mean... He's like that weirdo, like uncle guy that's yeah, not like really your, your uncle. Yes, yes. And you're like, oh, fuck this guy. But he hands you a 20, you know, at some yeah. point. So you're like, all right, he's not that bad. He's not a bad dude. He's just kind of douchey and racist. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just seems a- unevolved. <laughs> yes. Like he would have never been able to make it now, you know, right, in right. like 2022. Like, But still a likable guy. Totally. Absolutely ultimately hank was like like the most stand-up guy and he didn't really have any blood in the game and he was just such a family guy he really was yeah he really liked you know like they were like normal you know yeah he was much more likable than like skylar or her shitty sister (laughs) yeah those chicks are the worst they really were what was i gonna say shit (laughs) <laughs> the side effect of the medicinal marijuana god that was like memory loss <laughs> <laughs> that was like god and i was term. like you're gonna really make this point this is gonna be good stuff um, it's time to hit it home <laughs> <laughs> hold on everybody stop <laughs> it's gonna come like a fart you've been holding <laughs> <laughs> oh i said during one of the episodes that there was not one redeemable, like, or tolerable, like, female on the series. Yeah, you did say that. And I just finished it this weekend. I watched the whole series through after mm-hmm. watching Saul. I was like, oh, my God. And then I watched the movie. I did find one. I found one female character, and that's Andrea, Jesse's girlfriend. Wait, Jesse's girlfriend? Not Jane. Oh. I was going to no, say. He ends up having a girlfriend that has a son. Oh, her. Yeah, uh-huh. of course. Yeah. yeah. How could I forget about her? She just was so like nice, like good mom. Like I know. I liked her a lot. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to say uh, that I liked her, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Then same for me. Yeah. Hey, so in the series, who scares you? the most and it could be like one of the supporting characters or one of the leads but deep down like who scares the shit out of you the most i you know i want to say the chicken man but it's not true i think it's walter white yeah i am petrified of that victor guy one of frings like oh yeah you know the one was like fucking like soulless 
like this um he had the really short haircut like yeah he was always around he scared the shit out of me like if i saw that guy i'd be like i'm fucking dead all the other ones i feel like i could talk my way out of it but not him if he came at me i didn't have a fucking chance yeah you know what maybe walter white's not that scary because he would definitely let me go like right you know what i mean yeah i'd be scared of him yeah but he would let me go totally i I would talk him into it yeah i'd be like no really that's crazy yeah because he's still like somewhat has a heart yeah as long as like you didn't like really cross him yeah that's what i mean what if i really crossed him Mm, you don't fuck around if you don't show loyalty walter white will fuck your shit up you know what I heard on a podcast about um, Jesus Malverde? What? I heard that this person does a podcast and it's called Mexico Unexplained. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that the same way that you invoke Jesus is the same way that you would invoke a saint. The only difference is that whatever you wish for, whatever you want to happen, if you don't hold up your end of the bargain, whatever you wished for turns into a curse. Yeah. Isn't that scary? Yeah, you have to look into what the fine print is mm-hmm. when you're invoking, especially someone in the case of like Jesus Malverde, because he is an unofficial saint. So he's on that borderline of, you know, which side is this guy really on? And yeah. he pretty much plays both sides of the coin or the fence. He does. So with him, you know. They believe he was an actual person. He was a man by the name of Jesus Juarez Mazo Campos. And they believe he was born on January 15th, 1870. When he was, you know, a young man or whatever, Mexico was going through a time of um, progression. And they were getting more railroads and they were building roads and they were doing everything to become more of an attraction for international travel and just, you know, let's get on the map here, people. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Like, let's get it together. So all in all, sounds like a great idea. The thing is, is that it's always a fucking scam. Yeah. And the only people that really benefited from all this good that came of it was the rich. Right. So Jesus Malverde didn't take too kindly to that shit. So he basically became the Mexican Robin Hood. Yeah. And he would hide out and dress in green camouflage or whatever. Some say that he used to cover himself with like all the leaves and shit. Yeah. And that's why they called him jesus malverde because jesus is his first name and then malverde mal is bad in spanish and verde is green so it's bad green so he was jesus bad green so basically like holy shit he's coming (laughs) you know like (laughs) (laughs) but he would only take from the really really rich you know so and he would take care of it with the poor and everything so that's kind of like what the drug cartel does which is who he's most closely associated with now yes they'll smuggle drugs and everything else but because the government is so corrupt a lot of the people put a lot of trust into the cartel because the cartel ends up taking care of the people and building hospitals and you know providing jobs and things like that and wait why am i talking about that (laughs) 
Um, that was supposed to tie in with something. <laughs> that was supposed to tie in with something. Medicinal marijuana and its side effects. <laughs> Short-term memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> Onset immediate. <laughs> All right, so let's just move it along to what yeah, we we'll just say. He's worshipped, basically, from all the poor people. Here is this man that is literally, you know, taking care of those who really need it the most. And so, obviously, the government, the governor, I should say, of the area that he was doing this in, he was fucking livid. He was like, this needs to end now. And he took it really personally, the governor. So, he put a bounty out on Jesus Malverde and Jesus Malverde's best friend fucking ratted him out oh for the fucking bounty. So fucked up. Piece of shit. Seriously. So then they capture him and the governor's like, hang him from the fucking tree upside down. I want this publicly done. I want everybody to fucking see that this motherfucker's dead and their shit is done. No more. No mas. So that's what they did. And he was such a fucking piece of shit. He refused to give a permit to have him buried. So he was literally just fucking falling apart. And everybody was coming to him because let's run this down. The guy's name is literally Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's fucking taking care of those that can't take care of themselves. He's captured, persecuted, and then fucking crucified basically in public they really think this guy is the fucking guy so they're like pilgrimage to him and like there's a shrine and everything but they would not let him get buried at all so when the body parts were falling the devotees or whatever like everybody that was worshiping him they would just cover everything up with stones so Mm -hmm. basically burying him like as he fell which is just fucking awful. Okay, so a month later, that governor fucking dies. Now, like in 2022, they fucking built a parking lot over his shrine yeah. where his burial site is. Yeah, but they people still come there. Actually, there was a story that as they were trying to do construction, all of the rocks from his like shrine were being flung at the people. And there's no like video evidence or anything, mm-hmm. but the rocks were supposedly being thrown. And even though it's a parking lot, people still come and pilgrim th- pilgrimage. Things. <laughs> they, <laughs> they put rocks, they give offerings and things like that. So it hasn't really stopped anything. But then there's another story. So there's two different stories. One is that the governor killed him exactly like how you said. And then the other story is that there was actually like a shootout, like basically the police killed him. Oh, my God. And then on that podcast that I listened to, um, the guy said that he spoke to this woman whose, like, grandparents or something were alive then and were friends with his family. And they, but this is still, it's like, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. But they said that it was a shootout and that he was killed and that a woman actually was collecting like the blood soaked soil and putting it into little bottles and handing it out to all the neighboring people. Oh, my God. But he said he's only heard it from that one person, and there's no other way to confirm or deny it. So wow. who knows what the real story is? They're both pretty 
intense but it's still yeah and it still ended the same way like with them putting rocks covering him to create kind of like a grave site since yeah. he wasn't allowed to be buried say like real shit. miracles happened as a result of him and it's kind of like recent do you know what i mean like i feel well, like yeah he died or they believe he was hung or whatever on may 3rd 1909 so again you know 1909 that's yeah. pretty recent you know, our great grandmother was alive. You know, it's not so far. That's so where true. The stories wouldn't like stay. That's true. Strong, you know, there should be evidence of this, whatever it is, either which way it should have been written in a paper. Yeah. Somebody should have written a book or something. I mean, he's the angel of the poor, the generous bandit, the narco saint, the Mexican Robin Hood. Like this is something in 1909. Somebody should have had a diary. Yeah, I know. And they like and, minimal. <laughs> and he's really closely, you know, associated with the drug cartel now. Big but time. there's they use him for protection against, you know, getting caught by the police or by bad things happening with their product and things like that. But there are some that believe that it's a PR strategy. So like, because they're fighting against authority and providing what the community needs and the government isn't, they use that saint and compare themselves to that saint and have statues oh, of him and like, of, I know what you're saying. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so they're saying, oh, look, we're just like you. We, we love this saint too. And he protects us too. But look, we're both fighting against the same bad guy, just like he did. Yeah. And we're here offering you guys jobs and building hospitals and paying people's rent and doing things like that and get and getting people jobs and what is the government doing for you they use them to on, tie like, themselves to their community and their like problems because he's the patron saint of smugglers and illegal drug trading but it's not all people with like you know legal issues and drug issues like there's yeah. good wholesome people respectable people that's what they wrote in the book i was laughing um yeah. <laughs> I was like so they said, because he's also the patron saint of like the unjustly accused or people that are lacking papers or um, the prevention of an arrest or a conviction. So, you know, some people, they're living somewhere maybe illegally. So yeah. he could be their patron saint. They're just, you know, everybody always thinks there's like a good side and a bad side. But even when there's a good side and a bad side, there's like a light and a dark of it. You right. know what I mean? You could be on the wrong side there's of a things. contrast. Yeah. Yeah. So. He kind of works both sides of the good, good and the bad, bad. They were yeah, because technically saints aren't supposed to condone criminal behavior. And actually, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth denounced worshiping him as a saint. He said that doing so was more like being a part of a cult mm. than a Christian religion. And so a lot of people got turned off by him as a result of that. But there are still a lot of people who wholeheartedly believe in all over Mexico. There's still, you know, tons of merch. Oh, yeah. He's not well revered by, you know, the DEA, by police. They see images of Jesus Malverde as being involved in criminal activity. That's not what he's really all about. 
No, but it's so, almost like seeing like a calling card, you know. Right. So people um, like in their cars, they'll usually hide it somewhere because if they pray to him and they get pulled over, the police will, if it's in plain sight, they'll take that as a sign that like maybe there's drugs in the car being smuggled because drug smugglers do use it for that purpose. But so do regular people who just want protection, you know? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, totally. I mean, people have seen Christopher medals, you know, and and rosaries and everything in their car. And it's the same reason. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, when we did that episode about St. Christopher, he's also the patron saint to drug smugglers. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm like, I think this might be like our third drug smuggling saint. But this <laughs> no one's my favorite. He's, I think plan. he's my favorite drug smuggling saint. I thought so too. I was like, this guy is super interesting. And he's, he's more recent. So I love that about him. And he's tied into fucking Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. how nice and neat is this yeah um, did you watch the scene like when the statue of jesus malverde was on the guy's desk in el paso and hank was like hey why do you have this yeah and he's like what did he say like something about getting in the minds of the criminals yeah like you have to like, you have to like get on their level and like think the way that they think and believe the way that they believe mm-hmm and Hank was like, "Sup? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go for wings? Yeah, I ain't in Albuquerque anymore. He's just mm-hmm. such a nerd. He is. With yeah. his dad jokes. <laughs> Poor Hank. Like him. I know. Oh, God, can you imagine? He's married to fucking Marie. Ugh. Oh, my God. Marie's the worst. The fucking worst. I feel so bad. Like... Every time they told her to shut up, I was like, thank you. I know. I, fe- I like, felt it a shut release. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been wanting to tell you to shut the fuck. Oh my God. Even when Skylar told her to shut up. She was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Did you see how mad she got? Like, get over it. Oh my God. Like, Dude, you, you almost got to me your sister arrested in a- <laughs> yeah, like- for a fucking diamond baby tiara. Okay. Like, you almost got me while I was pregnant, you dumb bitch like i'd be throwing that card in her face constantly she barely threw it in her face i was like it was like annoying that she stole though it was like she was trying to be more interesting than she was yeah oh my god i know remember when she was going around to all the open houses and she was coming up with these elaborate backstories for these characters so bizarre oh my god i was like this lady is fucking crazy and that's saying a lot for that show but i was like uncomfortable awkward crazy not like doing meth and fucking prostitutes crazy you know i know but seeing that side of her really made me feel good about myself because sometimes i'm like wow you really are insane like you really are and then i see that and i'm like oh well i would never do that i would never do any of the things that she did like oh no she's actually i know she's a character but she's got to be based off somebody gotta the actress that plays but she makes me that feel character insane. is great because i fucking hate that character me too and i think we're supposed to right yeah i feel like we are oh i wanted to tell you so when i was doing my research Obviously, they don't have a kids' cartoon for. <laughs> I know there's no kids' cartoon for Hazel. Can you imagine Malverde? Saints for kids. Come on, Come man. On. That would have been a fun one. That would have been a super fun one. There's been with way like crazier shit in the other episodes. Seriously, so. with like cocaine everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> shoving balloons up their asses. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a DEA museum with like 
45,000 artifacts that have been taken during a seize. They have um, a website that you can visit and they have YouTube videos and they kind of showcase off the different, you know, hot ticket items at the DEA museum. Really quickly, I saw that they had the Unabomber, or not the Unabomber, the Shoe Bomber. They have his, his fucking wig and his beard and like the shoes. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you can visit the Unabomber's shoes and beard. Yes. That would be a weird field trip. The shoe bomber. Remember the shoe bomber? Oh, shit. The shoe bomber. Oh, he's so like, isn't he like so low on the totem pole? That's what I'm saying. It's hysterical. It's like the dollar (laughs) I mean, to them, they were like, we got the shoe and the beard. And I'm like, oh, my God. They had a Jesus Malverde statue. It was a very nice one. Yeah, I saw that video that you sent me. Remember when they said the house that they seized it from? The drug cartel guy, right? It was his statue. Mm -hmm. And there was a picture or a painting of Jesus Malverde cradling the drug cartel guy like a baby Mm. like he was in his arms of protection that's adorable that's like the last thing he saw when they fucking arrested him he's probably like i'm so cold (laughs) i only see one set of footprints god damn it (laughs) but i thought a dea museum wow Talk about a Friday so afternoon. So interesting. That's like a trip my dad would take me on. I know. <laughs> as but... a kid. Like we're going on a day trip. <laughs> the DEA museum. <laughs> Get in the fucking car five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's why I, I used to like driving like with Mikey. I would sit all on the way in the back, back, back. Like of station oh, wagon. Oh, yeah, that station wagon. That yeah. was my favorite spot was the way back. That seat yeah. that faced out because you can give people the finger. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like a Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so he had some miracles. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. he was, you know, bestowing miracles after his death. And this is the one that checks off a box for the Roman Catholic saints, right? When you have Mm. miracles after your death, that's when they really count in their book. So he appeared to this elderly woman. He gave her gold coins Mm -hmm. in exchange for her to promise to tell everybody that he was really, you know, a saint, I guess, and that he was, you know, bestowing miracles And so she was like, yeah, done deal. So he tells her, okay, you're going to go like the gold coins are in, you know, behind this building in this lot or whatever. Soon as she followed his instructions and directions, she got right to the fucking coins. So that was it. She told everybody and anybody, everybody was like, I fucking knew it. This guy's a saint. Look at this. This is a miracle. Oh, so his shrine Mm -hmm. is like. All the big, big drug cartel guys, they're the ones that basically donate these lavish contributions. They like drop major dough because basically your offering is like, like you said, meeting that agreement. And I got to say, I did that this week 
I have a daily um, goal that I need to hit. And I was a little scared on Friday that I wasn't going to hit my number. So I made a deal with Padre Pigo that if I hit my number, that I would donate $25 to PadrePigo.com. And I did. $25? Yeah. It was worth $1. It was okay. It was totally really nice. Yeah. So St. Judas 36 for me and Padre Pio has 25. And I should just say from the Hash Wednesday podcast. Oh, yeah, that's nice because then I get credit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wait, and does that mean I get credit in the prayer section of that? Tell my angels to tell his angels to get him the <laughs> message because that's how he rolls. There's another miracle. Do, do, do. Oh, so in the 1980s, there was a diver and he got entangled like under the water. Yeah. And he said that he saw Jesus Malverde. And he got untangled and got to the surface. So after that, he ended up spending years taking care of the chapel where he was famous from. So if you want to ask Jesus Malverde for a wish, what he recommends is you go to his shrine and there's little rocks. And so you have he's like a master thief. So in order to show him that you really believe in him, you're to steal one of the little rocks. And then if your wish comes true, you need to go back and not only bring that rock, but another small rock, and then make sure whatever you came up with in your negotiations, if it's $25 or whatever, that you bring that to his shrine. So if you don't do that, like Mary said, it's just going to come back on you. Like it's a curse. That's so like wild. Mm-hmm. He had a wide demographic, you know, he had elderly people that he was caring for, but he was also associated with drug dealers and prostitutes. So yeah. not everybody like came out. You said they would hide his caught, you know, in like, you know, the glove box or whatever. And they would kind of like pretend like, you know, they weren't worshiping him or they weren't praising him. But now he's like super popular. I wonder if the popularity went up when Breaking Bad came out. I wonder too. Right? If you were on the fence, whether or not you believed in him, and then you saw him on this fucking famous TV show that's winning all these awards and all this shit, I think it brings validity to it, you know, then you get a little bit more proud of it. He's got a ritual. His <laughs> sacred plant is cannabis sativa strand. <laughs> That's the stuff I don't smoke. You know, I just realized that I couldn't smoke it anymore because it was making me insanely paranoid. Right? Yeah. I n- avoided indica because I didn't want it to make me too sleepy. I love it. But. It's like a hug. I, that's what I need. I, I need calming. And you can get hybrid where it's it leans that's what more i typically indica. was smoking but i found that i was still getting paranoid so I, I guess to, it's like a game you have to play to figure out just like with any medication you know if you could get triangle kush or northern lights those are my two favorites those are the two where i don't feel paranoid i'm happy i feel like i get like the body high and the head high where i'm just like oh 
Like you just feel like you're taking your skin off for the night, you know? <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> Hanging up my skin suit. <laughs> Don't need that. <laughs> so now you're just a bloody skeleton walking around. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny because i don't even know what we were just talking about and i know either. what the punchline is but i don't know what it was before um did you anything. watch el camino i did watch el camino so i watched soul breaking bad el camino right you have to watch breaking bad before you watch soul but mm. i recommend watching el camino after saul because aaron paul who plays jesse pinkman is like one of the best fucking actors ever freaking love him i wish i could figure out a way to be him for halloween because i love him so much like i just think he's just the best i do he's so good i love him like a son Oh, like a cousin. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, a, son, like a little like a brother or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Not like in a, like, uh, like I'm attracted to him. I mean, right. he's not a bad he's looking very, No, he's very whatever, cute. But. So when he got that role uh, as Jesse Pinkman, like he had no experience acting. He literally like just did this. Are you serious? Yeah. Because now and, I think I'm falling in love with him. <laughs> and. He was supposed to be killed first season, ninth episode. Oh, my God. I kind of feel like somebody told me this. So to go from this guy's not going to be around for a while to having a Netflix movie based off of your character, like whatever happened to Jesse Pinkman. I mean, that shows like that. People have spoken like they love fucking Jesse Pinkman. But yeah, how do you not? Do. I mean, even when he's the worst, you're still rooting for him. You're oh like, my God, because he's the best. He has the best soul. He does. He's like, he's the one guy that's like, you know, that this is terrible, right? Like, he's yeah. not afraid to say that. And that's why I think we all. Fell and he in love was like, him. you know, like the lackey, like student, you know what I mean? The one who like always messed around and did the wrong thing, kind of. Yeah. But he's still such a good person. Oh, totally. I mean, just all the shit that the character goes through in, this, in, in both series, because you see him in Saul, um, and then he's got the movie. So. If you haven't started this series, just fucking watch it. It's so good, but it's emotionally devastating. I was yeah. exhausted watching the final season of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. it's it's very emotionally draining. Like that all went down. Like the whole five seasons is supposed to be through what, like a year and a half, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that was an intense 18 months of anybody's life. It's just such a good series. Like, I hate Walter White, but mm-hmm. I love Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Who was, like, your favorite supporting character um, from Breaking Bad? Like, who's... I mean, maybe Mike. Yeah, that's mine, too. Yeah, he was a really good person, you know? Yeah. He had, like, a certain set of, like, I don't know, like, I guess 
what do you call it? Integrity? Like he had like, <laughs> yeah, I guess he had like integrity is the word that I'm looking for. And a soft spot and a love for his granddaughter. Oh my God. I was so upset when um, his daughter turned him away from babysitting. Oh, I know. I know because he loves that granddaughter of his Kaylee. He loves <sighs> her so much. Like everything is about her, you know? It's so nice. I love that. I love when you see male characters represented in that light where it's like, you know, they have a soft spot for their grandkids and their kids and you just see them as like a a doting grandfather. It's just really nice to see that. That's why I always root for the bad guys because they always have a sad or sweet backstory. It's true. He's definitely one that I was rooting for. Like you said, he had integrity. He's a human lie detector. He could yes. read bullshit. It, he was just amazing. And then El Camino, it's two hours, which I thought was perfect. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm glad they didn't try to stretch this out into an actual series because then it just would have been too much. Yeah. But Can I just say how much I love Jesse Pinkman's friends. I love skinny Badger. And the, oh my God. And Skinny Pete. They are just such good people. And I'm going to tell you, say what you will about, you know, like crackheads and whatever. Meth heads are very nice. Like the stores <laughs> around here, the meth heads are super nice outside of the gas station. They're always polite. Like, yeah. you know, like they smile at you. They hold the door. They're not aggressive in any way. They're, They're just very like... nice people. I mean, I lock my doors, you know oh, what I totally. mean? Like, I, and I hide everything. <laughs> my pepper spray is locked and loaded, but they're really nice people. <laughs> well, Badger, is that it, Badger? I think so. And Skinny Pete. I just thought they were so great in El Camino. And just... then when he was like, oh, he said to him, hmm. um, why are you doing all this for me, Skinny Pete? And he goes, because you're my hero. Yeah. And I cried. <laughs> yeah. Because you felt it. You've been I did. Because I'm not on Prozac time. anymore, so I can cry again. So weird. <laughs> it's actually a beautiful movie. <laughs> it really was a beautiful movie. When I watched The Freaking Bad the first time, I caught up right as the series was ending. Even though I started late into the game i still finished on time yeah i just watched it for the first time like last year then i started re-watching it here and there again but not like mm-hmm. in order just whatever yeah. my son was watching <laughs> oh when they came out with el camino i was like no, no no i was annoyed too i was like i'm not watching this like spin-off bullshit yeah like, I, how much I, are you trying to expand upon this? Like, I, even you, Better Call Saul? Or, well, I, at first, even with that, didn't want to watch that either. Because I was like, are you kidding me? This is going to be so stupid. That's what I thought. And it lit, it took me forever to watch it. I just Only started until my son it. watched it. Yeah. And he was like, no, it really is good. Like, the, you see a different side of the character. And I was like, fine. And it was great. It is. Well, the thing is... Soul was very annoying in Breaking Bad. Like, yes. but when you watch Better Call Saul, there's so much to it. I don't know how to describe it. It's I'm Breaking Bad. I caught myself like really laughing. It's a very serious show. There really isn't a lot of humor in it. 
And even when it is like it's dry, you yeah, know, it's like so, hang humor or yeah. dry. Yeah. So early on in the series, they think that Walter Jr. or Flynn was smoking pot. So Marie convinces Hank to take Junior on a ride along to scare him straight. So Hank takes him outside the fucking crack fucking hooker hotel, (laughs) which is like, uh, like this kid should not even know that this place exists. Oh my god, that hooker grossed me out. Oh, Wendy, I know she's great. Like the character, I know she is. She's so gross though. So, so Hank is like talking to Junior, and he's like, "Hey, you know what I bet." Everybody in this place, you know, I, I bet you they started with before they got here with the, you know, a needle in their arm and doing tricks or whatever. And Walter Jr. is like, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure. He's <laughs> like, Hank's <laughs> like, I bet you they all started with that gateway drug, you know, and he just wants Walter Jr. to say pot so that, you know, yeah. or weed or whatever. So he could be like, ah, I knew it. And so, <laughs> So then Hank calls the dirty hooker over <laughs> Wendy and starts asking the hooker, like, and it's just like, why? Oh my oh. God, this poor kid, this poor kid, he had to go through this, but he's like, tell him what you started with or whatever. And she's like, you know, I guess like weed or whatever. And he's like, yeah, okay. So then the hooker walks away and Walter Jr. is like, I thought we were going to Cold Stone. Yeah, the creamery. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening I'm... right now? Like, I thought we were going for ice cream. Like, why are we at the Hooker Hotel? So weird. <laughs> so weird. It's so awkward. That's the thing about Hank is that he's very awkward. Like, even though he's doing everything that, you know, you would think is yeah. like the thing to do, he does it in such a way where it just makes your skin crawl, where you're like, oh, God, you're just the worst. It's like when you don't like somebody and they're breathing too heavy. Oh my god, like look at that bitch eating those fucking crackers like god. a whore. <laughs> <laughs> El Camino was like the perfect two hour. I loved it. Let's wrap it up. Let's let's I was get it satisfied with how it ended. Yeah. I highly recommend it. You know, sometimes we talk about crystals and like, you know, the Wicca side of things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So breaking bad has a little element of that when hank got injured and he Mm -hmm. was collecting geodes and stones and everything so he was collecting crystals do you remember remember that that. yes all the boxes oh my god it even has the wicca stuff in it and another thing was like i always see the number three two seven like all the time Mm -hmm. i see that number three two seven in everything in the show Walter White's license plate is 327. And then, yeah. And then in another episode, they take a cab arrives and the cab number is 327. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's weird. That is weird. But when I do that stuff all the time, I like final listings. I'm like, I'm in the right place. I don't know why I I think that that. too. I recently started seeing orange cars again. So I know everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Shout out to all the people that think we're crazy. (laughs) Fuck it. So his statues and paintings and stuff like that, they um, 
have one image of him where it's like he's a handsome brown eyed man and he's sitting in a chair and he's usually like either holding money or like surrounded by money. But another image that they use is the image of him hanging upside down being, you know, executed. So that was like, that's fucked up, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess it's like Jesus on the cross. That's what I'm telling you when they did that. It's the same thing with Joan of Arc. When you do certain things and you don't allow closure, that leaves more of an impression. It's of, so true. They must have been something because truly you make special. Them a martyr. Yes, you make them a martyr. Just let them get buried. It would have worked yeah. to their advantage if they just calmed the fuck down. But that guy just like lost his fucking mind. He was bugging. I mean, he fucking died a month later. So, well, I know when people were going to the spot where he was killed and praying, it was drawing a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. It spreads by word of mouth. I mean, when you hear miracle after miracle happening as a result of going to his shrine, you know, then it's it's true. Like how many times do they have to have it proven that this was a saint? But there's just a lot in politics. Like you mentioned, there was that you know, hey, we're getting rid of any saint that has to do with drugs or whatever. That's probably within the time that they decided to take Christopher off because Christopher, like we talked about, he's one of those saints that protects like criminals. Yeah, maybe. You can petition him for healing, lawful employment, true love, happy marriages, fertility, safe childbirth, pregnancy, safe travel, and reunion with loved ones. But just be careful putting it out there. Like the podcaster guy- that I listened to said that a police officer who would shop at his store saw that he was selling a Jesus Malverde like little figurine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the cops scolded him for it and never came back. And he was a regular customer. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like bad. They really don't like him. Wow. Yeah. With his shrine, I mentioned like you have to, you know, pony up the money, whatever you decide to negotiate with him. So the big drug cartels, those guys come in and they drop like major money on the altar. So what they do with the money is just like um, Jesus Malverde wanted. They distribute it out to the poor. Okay, good. And they buy wheelchairs. They take care of old people, and if they can't afford um, burial services, the shrine will take care of the burial services. So they're using the money just like he would want. You know, he'll watch your back out there, but then you need to donate to you know your community and and make. That's what Pablo right. Escobar did too. A lot of those big guys, Even though, that's what they do. You know, like he's obviously a really bad guy and killed a lot of people, mm-hmm. but. He did take care of his community. He built hospitals and, you know, paid for people to be able to live in their apartment buildings. And yeah, I mean, they they have that like it's us and them. Right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the community members will side with the cartel, not only because they're afraid, Mm -hmm. but also because their government is so corrupt. It's just so annoying that we just can't have like nice things. <laughs> just have, I know. Like, just have like. You know that chill. none of my coffee mugs have handles. Oh my god! Like 
when people are like, what is it like to have five kids? I'm like, none of my mugs have handles. (laughs) (laughs) I think we talked about the show. We talked Mm -hmm. about the saint. Yeah, because everything was really tied together. Because this is really the Breaking Bad episode. For sure. I was like, let's get it out of our system. What else do you want to talk about with this show? Yeah. I felt like I could not watch another moment of them doing anything mean to Jesse Pinkman. The poor guy. He always gets so abused. They hurt him, either emotionally or physically. Oh, my God. The part when he was running back and forth. Mm hmm. With Tide. Oh, I know. I'm like that. You know how bad that must hurt when he pulled back. I was I did like, not like that. No, and anything that was like I knew it was going to be like brutal, I would fast forward it. I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take one more second of them treating him badly, and that was like in all the shows basically because they all kind of like make an appearance because they do flashbacks and flash forwards, so. If you watch all three, you'll see a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. In Better Call Saul, I think my favorite character was Nacho Varga. And I just thought he was like my favorite from that. But Mike was so good in everything. The Mike character. I just love him so much. He's so good. I do like seeing the different layers of the people. I mean, just talk about like fucking top notch fucking quality fucking acting these guys are amazing i know so believable and there's something that walter white says to jesse pinkman when they're sitting in that um diner and he's like you know you're so lucky and he was like why and walter white is like because you got to do something amazing while you still had time yeah something like, like that yeah he said um you're so lucky that you didn't have to wait your entire life to do something amazing. That is it. Yeah, that's what he said. But it's so crazy, like the different perspectives, because that's how Walter White sees it. You know, like mm-hmm. he fi- he had excitement in his life. He had what he felt like was power and money. And I think Jesse Pinkman looked at it like, no, we fucking killed a bunch of people. And he had so much pain and anguish. And What's so great about the series is that the characters develop in such different ways and you never know which way it's going to go and you never know which path it's going to take. And every time you watch it, you're like, God damn, like, cause there'll be a twist and turn and then this will turn into that. I just fucking thought it was so good. Such a good I know it's a good movie. They're both good shows. Yeah. I mean, sure. and it all started with like a science teacher Making $30,000 a year. He was like, I got to make some fucking money fast. I know. Let's cook. I'm going to get my old student. I mean, on paper, because he's such an amazing chemist. Like, it's a goddamn shame that we don't live in a place where you can't just apply. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I like to make meth. Yeah. Monday through Friday, nine to five hour for lunch no big deal like or however the meth schedule is but <laughs> do you, i think do it's like 15 hours insurance? yeah like i'm on the plan you know i work for the chicken guy or whatever i get full <laughs> dental pto and my kids if they work here they get free tuition some shit like that <laughs> Because he was obsessed with these kids going to college. I'm like, the planet's going to be gone in 17 years. So calm down already. 
Actually, it's going to be gone in the year 2060. Just like Padre Pio said. Mm-hmm. But you know what I found out today from watching JK Ultra's TikToks? What? Is that Isaac Newton said the same thing. 2060? Yeah. Sir Isaac Newton and Padre Pio both said 2060. Yeah. So there's these 10 million page manuscripts that exist. And they talk about Sir Isaac Newton, who was so specifically scientific. So then if that's the case, then it didn't matter what we did. We could have been doing everything perfectly. No, you should still still do that. His prediction. So the way that he views things is that the Bible, any kind of religious manuscripts Mm -hmm. are all coded. And when he did the code and he did the math, he had two different dates. One led him to 2060 and one led him to 2034. But the 2060 is more viable. And also Nostradamus predicted the same exact kind of stuff that he did. So then once the end comes... Not everybody's going to die. Like only saints are going to be left on earth. Just like you were saying, you want, you want to do good. You keep doing that. It's like, Cause then you'll be the saved. End. Just like the movie. This is the end. I knew that that fucking movie was real. I knew Seth Rogen. He must meditate. Okay. And he must've gotten a message. He and has he made a movie no about children it. and he is high 24 seven. You know how many epiphanies you have when you're high 24 seven. He's Endless. just like popping, pop, 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 He's pop, just pop, fucking pop. connected. He knows yeah. what's going on. He doesn't have somebody going, mom, 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 mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's going to be a thousand year golden age. Okay. So like everybody's going to be dead who sucks. Only saints will walk the earth and there's going to be a 1000 year like golden age where everything is just pure bliss. And it's almost like, mm. like heaven on earth. Doesn't that sound so toasty? Oh my God. Let's do that. Heaven on earth. Oh my let's God. do that. Let's. So I hope it's 2034. It. Cause that's well, closer. <laughs> I have to get my shit together a little bit more. I have to oh, go no, for confession. No, actually Isaac Newton was against the Catholic church. So we just have to be chill people, according to Isaac Newton? Yeah, Okay. pretty much. He he thought that they were a scam, and he refused to be read last rites. He said that he was good with God, and he confessed to his two best friends on his deathbed that he was an alchemist, which it was illegal to be an alchemist back then. So he basically was like chill with the universe. Like He did um, acid. It's in that, what is it, Timothy Leary? Yeah. Book, Change Your Brain. Yeah, you're right. That's right. It is in there. I forgot about that. Yeah. In 1666, there was a plague, so they did a quarantine. And that's when Isaac Newton got, like, everything done. He did uh, the law of... Oh, that's right. I read that. Yeah, Yeah. because I read that book, too. I knew I fucking heard shit about Isaac Newton before this video. That's right. Look at me. I'm not even trusting my own inner knowledge. I'm trusting JK Ultra to do my research for me. I, you I, know I've this already shit. been researching this. That's right. I should be making a TikTok about it. You should be making a TikTok. Oh, you should do you know that. What we should watch. We should watch Trip to Infinity. What's that? I don't know, but it sounds trippy and psychedelic. Where is it's it? Another one of the on Netflix. It's like another one of those kinds of movies. Oh, like, let's um, watch that. Like, um, what's the one that we both liked? Have a good trip. Have a good trip. Yeah, that was a really good one. 
Oh man, it's that just was so, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting that the cure could be like right at our fingertips, and we just like I know. Well, actually, I did hear that for really chronic um, depression that is resistant to antidepressants that they do ketamine treatments. They do them down here. Yeah. Yeah. I looked into it. It's 2,500. A friend of mine did it who has suffered with depression and anxiety and like really bad depression. And he did it and, you know, announced it. He was like, this is the real deal. This shit fucking worked. So I asked them, Privately, I was like, hey, I've done some research on it. Let me ask you, this is about 2500 And he was like, that's exactly how much it is. That's a lot, but I would do it if I had the money. Yeah. And he was like, get the money. He was like, this really? it's was that the thing. Helpful? Yeah. I'm going to well, check People it. say that about um, ayahuasca. It's the same kind of thing that people report back is that after having this, it's not just your you know, taking a a hallucinogen. It's a whole spiritual cleansing experience meant to purge you of traumas and, you know, just like rewire your neurological yeah, rewire neurological pathways in a way that's more positive Mm -hmm. and stop holding on to like anger and things like that. So like in ayahuasca you have a ceremony, there's a shaman present. You know, there's people who are there taking care of you Mm -hmm. and helping you through the experience. And then the people come out saying that they're forever changed. Yeah. How do you pass on that? goes, Mom, please don't do ayahuasca. I know. I'm like, well, I my... can't get to Peru. <laughs> I know. God, I wish. Ooh, I just got anxiety thinking about taking it because you see yeah. tons of different things. Like, it could be, yeah, you could be in scary. space. But oh. don't they say it's really short, but it, you don't know that it's short because it feels like time it, collapses or something like that? Yeah, but no, I'm not Because sure. I heard like the same type of thing that you have like this drastic life-altering yeah. experience that happens in like 10 minutes. <laughs> when you're about to do it, you have to set your mind to what you want the experience to be. So if it's mm-hmm. like career, love, money, whatever. Like set an intention. Yeah, set an intention, make it positive, you know, and have that, you know, life-altering moment. Because I would love to let go of shit and I would love to know well basically that's like the whole thing is like that thousand years of chill Mm -hmm. is going to be like the new earth which is interesting because there's a lot of people who are already on the new earth bandwagon Mm. I think I'm one of them (laughs) yeah but like that Eckhart Tolle book, A New Earth, if you've ever read it. No. It's just really good. It's just about like shedding your ego and how we're all connected. And it's just a really good book. He mentions A New Earth in that book too, which I guess is like a society where we're all on a chill, normal playing field. And now I feel like there's been kind of this trend because mm-hmm. I've even been seeing in stores like all these different universal, like, you know, metaphysics being very mainstream. Oh, very much. Like the jewelry stores have huge selenite blocks that they're using to display like the jewelry and everything. And everything is like crystals and, you know, stones. Those bracelets are everywhere. It's like incense, essential oils. Like it's the metaphysical world has definitely penetrated the regular space, you know. And I think some of that is like groups of people who are becoming more connected in this with the universe and Mm -hmm. 
you know, um, mindfulness and meditating and like all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that supposedly is the new earth happenings. Okay. Sort of. Not really. I'll take I don't it. Know. I can't wait to listen to this tomorrow and be like, what the fuck are you talking about, you lunatic? Go to well, bed. <laughs> it's the 2060 thing. I mean, if that's the case, I think yeah. that there are people out there that really think that they are living the good life and they're not. And I think they're going to be really disappointed in 2060 when uh, they don't get beamed up. I know. I really hope we all get beamed up. Like if I get beamed up, that means my kids get beamed up too, right? Like automatically yeah. by default. I would say so. Because they're still my kids. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like 2060. <laughs> like, and oh, my shit, 2060. Yeah, it's not now. <laughs> oh shit. What year is this? 2022. So I like 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> like Aaron's going to be older than I am right now. She's still my baby as I stick one hand out of the grave. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the hash wednesday podcast don't forget to follow us and subscribe on spotify amazon music and apple Podcasts. thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time Bye. bye This is the Breaking Bad episode for sure. 